and welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Aurelia. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com, and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. Um, and we're going to be discussing investing in other people's deals today. Um, maybe I can get us started. So there are different ways to do it. You can do it uh, as a joint venture partner or as a limited partner. Um, I've invested in a deal. It's a land development deal in Florida as a limited partner. And basically one of the advantages is you have another operator running the deal. So it's really hands off and you get to enjoy the joy, the joys of compound interest. Uh, one of the greatest strengths on earth. Um, I, I put up an example. So just for us to, uh, to look at, um, if you have $100 invested at 5%, it would be worth 1146 after 50 years. And if you added $100 every month, 252364 after 50 years. Um, it's, it's quite amazing. Uh, there is a story about uh, Benjamin Franklin who gave, um, I think, $1,000 back in the day uh, for 100 years to the city of Philadelphia. And that they were supposed to keep it invested at 5%. Um, and the beauty, if you do it in real estate, uh, you have cash on cash return, you have appreciation and mortgage pay down. So you, you typically have a, a time horizon of three to, to five years. And uh, and uh, and that's something I'm more and more looking at as part of my existing portfolio. So I'm, I have my own properties, but I want to start investing uh, in others deals. Uh, yeah, all right. Can I ask you a question? You said you're, it was a land development deal in Florida you're investing in. Could you explain where how the compound interest exists in that sort of scenario? Well, if I invest 50000 and after a year and a half, I get uh, uh, seventy five back, then that's the seventy five I'm going to be investing again. Okay. It's not really annually, but it's, it's compounding because uh, I, I reinvest the amount that I make. Okay. So they're kind of going to do like a, a, a once it's built, the refi and pay you out. Is that what you mean? We're going to sell the, uh, okay. once, the once we get what they call in the U.S. the entitlement. Once the land is entitled with uh, the new uh, the new uh, density, then they, they'll sell and then I get uh, I'll get my, uh, my my piece of the pie. Oh, you're not building the buildings; you're just developing the land. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah. There's I'm land development and there is construction, and we're just doing the land development piece. I, mean, I think I'm glad I asked that question because I think probably a couple of people were wondering that exact yeah. same thing. But anyway, yeah. sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. Continue. Yeah. yeah, and my last point was, uh, you know, how do you vet a sponsor? How do you vet somebody to invest with? Typically, you want to check their track record, um, how many economical cycles they've been through, interview past investors, and uh, see how they communicate. Are they upfront with uh, when there are issues? And uh, are they problem solvers? So if there is an issue... How do they go about fixing it? Uh, so try to to figure that out. And uh, usually the track record is a good indicator of a, of a, of a, if a sponsor is a good sponsor to invest with. So that's, that's yeah. it. sometimes it's tricky to find like you know other investors to have that conversation with. That's kind of sometimes a very difficult for them to even provide that. Right? It's a it's a big ask. Um, it is. They've been around for a while. They should have a. They should know who who has invested with them in the past. True. Well, guys are pretty discreet. I, I'm at different events that have a mix of people I know. And because your investors are people you know, you tend to be at the same events. Unless we, I never mentioned what we do in front of anyone else. If they bring it up, I'm really low key. 
no numbers, no performance, just I acknowledge that we've worked together or that we are working together. Um, it just could be the, net, the network of people I'm in. It's no hype. And most of them do not want anyone else knowing what they're doing. They're just, just like that. So if our, you know, I have to be super careful. I made a mistake once and CC'd everybody and I wasn't a BCC on a relatively, you know, innocent thing. But I had two guys call me and say, hey, please don't ever do that again. So they don't want to be known. It's, it's, money's pretty weird. It's, it's discreet, um, at least with my group. Um, yeah, and it's really about that relationship. We know each other really well. Um, so they were generous when I made a mistake and didn't, you know, hammer me. But yeah. yeah, I have thought about, you know, investing with others at this point. I would, my question is, why would I? And in fact, my, my mention is to Karen, longtime listers from Lohar as my wife. Um, <laughs> she said, you know, why would you? Um, or quote, you know, and I said, well, right now I'm, you know, pretty rich, much in the zone of very proficient at what we do. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I can get, or I could, but I'd have to. Hey, know, Darcy, really what about if I pose the question the opposite, like sort of to you? Okay. Like, so for me, looking from the outside at um, your business, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, you could say like, why? Why would Darcy White invest in someone else's project? And you know, the other side of the coin is, it's super passive. You're busy, guy. You're always yep. busy. Um, you know, maybe when you sold one of these properties, if you took your um, profit and you invested in with somebody else, then maybe it would give you the opportunity to step back from some of your responsibilities instead of buying another building, right? Um, it, it would slowly, you know, make it so that it'd be more passive, right? Um, yeah. It's like, how do you picture your future days? Like, what do you want? What do you oh, want to do? <laughs> uh, this is painful because this is the, uh, you know, this is the question we're talking about. And it is the question uh, that we've been discussing. It's funny. I thought just 60 is a number. It's not. It's a social construct turning 60. Um, I don't know whether you're, you know, freedom 55 or 60 or 65. Those fives and zero birthdays are more than just numbers. I thought they wouldn't be. But it is it is the question that sits on the table. Now I'm committed to what we're doing for a number of years till it's finished. Um, present things. But there's other projects that are done. I cannot do more to them unless I go through another cycle. For, so for instance, I have some malls in Northern BC. We have re-roofed, re-furnished, re re-flashed, re-facaded, repainted. We've done everything, they're done. I now have to wait till they wear out to do it again and go through another economic cycle or a cycle of repairs and maintenance. There's nothing more I can do to them. They have less than 5% vacancy on a mall, which is kind of incredible. Um, they're all doing really well. You know, that is the question. Would I reallocate and invest I think with it others? It has to go one way or the other. You either have to invest with somebody else or you have to create a business where it doesn't involve you at all. If you don't show up for a month or six months, okay, now you're my therapist. Be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to point Karen to this episode to listen to this. So be careful what I say. No, I mean, that's, that's, that is part of the calculation. Um, you know, doing your own work. Like right now, you know, I have to be a jackass, but I'm elite at what I do. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't invest in someone else doing what I do. Um, everything's set up, you know, and as difficult it is, is to buy a broken multi-tenant apartment building. We do it and we execute and turn it around and 
and do very, very well. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't invest in someone else doing it because I buy other people's failures. I know there's other groups in the market that have tried this, broken themselves, and I pick up the pieces and fix it. So yeah, from scanning the market, I wouldn't invest in anyone else doing this because I've seen the wreckage of what they're doing. I know I can do it way better. But when I make a shift, what does that look like? Yeah, then I'd have to, who, what are they doing? Because one of the ways I mitigate against risk is with control. I'm in control, timing, um, financing. I know I'm honest. I don't have to worry about that with someone else, but with myself, um, you know, who and what are they doing? And what will it look like for me to participate? And I think that's increasingly where I'm headed. Yeah. Maybe. So if you were going to mm-hmm. invest in someone else who is also doing the same kind of thing, I, because I, I get to see the behind the doors on a lot of other people's projects, because I, I, you know, I'm taking mm-hmm. a couple different courses right now. Um, and, you know, you, you just, you, you know, you get used to your own deals and you realize what other people aren't doing that you do in your deals, right? Mm-hmm. Where people get lazy. We almost do a whole podcast on looking at other people's deals um, because there's a lot of stuff that uh, the way I underwrite that isn't the same as what other people underwrite. Um, but I don't know, it, it is tough, right? Um, uh, one of my first, like back when, after I bought a couple properties in the U S I think I had four or something at the time, I went and invested in a syndication, right. As mm-hmm. a, a limited partner. And, uh, I honestly, I wanted to just see the process start to finish on the whole thing. Um, anyway, maybe, is it, yeah, I guess we're talking about investing in other people's deals, yeah. but it, it, you know, it, now, whenever I look at other people's deals, even syndicators, I look at it different than I did back then. Right. I was before, I was like, what is the return? And you just shop around syndicators what they were promising as the guaranteed return, right? Because the the return on the end was just made up magical numbers, right? So it was how much, you know, they, you know they're going to promise you a six or an eight or whatever uh, percent return every month. And you just shopped around syndicators and, and did that. And you're like, honestly, it's not the way to do it, right? It's not the way to invest in people, um, you know, because now that I, I, you get to see behind the curtains on some of them, some of them don't have the same value add that I would do. Some of them are buying turnkey apartment buildings, right? And there's mm-hmm. nothing, it's already been done. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. understand all their valuation is done based on just the market growing and the cap rate reducing. Um, and they, they don't actually have any value add in their business plan. They mm-hmm. just plan to raise rents for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um and you, I don't know, you should start to see the gaps in these things and you go, it doesn't matter if they're promising you a really high return because, you know, you may not get, you may they'll get your like, you know, monthly return, but the back end may not have anything in it, right? It yeah. might be completely upside down, especially in this market. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to, to circle back to Ari's point, I would, I have looked at other options. Um, if I, I wouldn't, Maybe I would, if I found a young, keen and green person like me, maybe I would become their backer on their bank. Um, I've thought about that. I'm looking for that person. Um, to Ari's thing on it in simple or compounded interest, you know, I've got, got a couple of friends that do um, mixed mortgage investment corporations or these trusts. One is doing second secondary mortgages. So they put it together and it's, I think it's somewhere in 10 to 20 million. So they're doing small scale secondary mortgages. The other one's doing um, lending for uh, construction loans to build um, concrete tilt-ups, mixed commercial and uh, industrial. Uh, Both are very successful. I trust both of these people. Um, In this case, you're just putting your money in 
they do a three-year deal, raise the money, build the structure, flip, and then the developer flips it to the bank. Now, the guy with the MIC is a developer, so he has control of timing and the process, and I've seen his 15-year track record. So that's one I would look at and go, yeah, I would do that. And I would direct friends into it as well if he wanted to be doing it. But problem is, he's the same age as me. You know, we're probably going to retire together and see each other on the golf course more than me seeing him in a pickup truck parked at the edge of a, you know, vacant lot working. So that's kind of the challenge. You're looking for someone younger behind you that's doing what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, like um, I kind of tackled a lot of my points when I was asking Darcy questions, but yeah. um, what I, well, that's what I want to do is I need to make it so that I either free myself from this business um, either by doing some passive lending so that the, that gives me the the monthly income that I need to live off of um, as well. You know, then, you know, who knows? You just have the flexibility to do whatever you want with the real estate. Um, like before this real estate thing, I used to run businesses. So maybe that'll excite me again in the future. Who knows? I just like want the options, right? To do that or I have to pull myself, build a business where I don't work in it at all. So it's same sort of thing. Make it so that it's completely passive. Um as Darcy and Ari both know, like I do a vision board. My vision board does have private lending on the board, right? I do have goals to hit uh, every single month or every single year of lending out money as mm -hmm. well in order to to try and keep myself separate from this. Um, I touched on some things just with some underwriting with when we were talking about like syndicated deals. But the other thing is you could invest smaller amounts of money as well, even into there's a big gap. Like people can't get funding on these like small properties, these under $75,000 properties, even under $100,000 in the US properties, right? It's very hard to get lending on. So you could become a private lender on those deals. Um, in even I accept private money on those deals and I uh, lend out private money on those deals. But with both criteria, you have to make it safe for yourself, right? You got to yep. always be thinking about what, you know, there's market corrections, there's market changes, there's, um, you know, CapEx fund calls that are going to be needed. You're going to have to think about a lot of these things. And typically, if I'm going to loan out my money, it's going to be at 70% loan to value or lower, right? Because I need the operator to be cash flowing well so that they can pay me, <laughs> right? I, I don't want to over leverage them. They just take all the money and go somewhere else. Like I'm, I want to keep this at a reasonable level. And even whenever I private lend uh, or I'm looking for private money, my own deals, the same thing. I'm going to keep the leverage rate low so that, you know, they are going to get paid, right? It, it works both ways. You have to think about it both ways when you're taking or giving, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Those are kind of my my quick tips, but you got to think about this. You got to think about what they're buying because it's not just putting your money out. You are investing in that property. If that person can't perform and you need to do foreclose on that note, you're <laughs> you're taking that property. Do you want to get stuck with that property? Are you comfortable with that property, right? And like what I always say is I'm going to make it so that um I'm if I'm going to be lending my money out I'm going to structure it so that I can't fail and I will be able to make my payments. So when you're lending your money out, you want to do the exact same thing. You want to make sure that those, the people who are getting your money are in a position where they can't fail and they will make their payments. Right. Yeah. And what I think uh, maybe as a last point, uh, uh, it's a good way to diversify for me. Uh, and, uh, and I trust that there are good, other good operators out there. I'm, I'm part of a group in the U S and there are a bunch of very good operators there. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to invest with them. And, um, and also it's a way to learn, uh, you invest in someone's deal, someone who's, uh, you know, has been around the block for a while and they know what they're doing. And then 
if you do it in a development, that's what I've done. And then I ask to be a, a part of all the meetings. And then I get to, to see, you know, firsthand, you know, uh, how a land development deal is done. And uh, I get to be part of the meetings with the planning commission. And um, yeah, some learning and, involved too, yeah. And then yeah. you see, like you were saying, you know, Glenn, with your experience being an LP, I think in a syndication deal, you know, you see how 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 people communicate with their investors. Uh, you, you get to be on the receiving end and then you learn. And then if you later later on, you want to do your own syndications, then then you have some experience. And um, that's another way of learning all the while making money. So that's that's what I like about it. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be the future for me. Uh, at 60, I'm going to have to move from being the general partner to a limited partner. And I'm fine with that. I, I treated my limited partners really, really well and produced a great return for them. So if I could get that from someone, I'd be happy. It's part of the process. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, yeah. These were our thoughts on um, investing in other people's deals. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions you'd like us to discuss on the show, please email us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.